Now, let me preface this because I'm out of my element. We're out of the... I'm now going to deem it the another dumb studios. We're not in the studio today. Um, yeah, and so I'm sitting in my makeshift bedroom at my parents' house. Because I've... Well, what, what has happened? Oh, but you're not even at your home anymore. I, we have been... We're, we are homeless Oh we, no! We so it's related to those walls. That yes, we're yes, we are. It's related to the walls. Um, yes, what we thought was, hey, it's just the garage. It's this, this, and nope, it's your entire kitchen, living room area. Eesh. So that turned into, hey, you're not going to be able to live in your house for well over a month. So. That's, so are we talking? We got mold issues, or, or oh what? no, it's not. I mean, that's. I mean, there's probably a little. There were. I mean, they pulled the cabinets back, and they were. Okay. Yeah, pretty good amount. But it I was, figure everybody has mold issues. Yeah, I think it just sits. Yeah, and we don't. We it's. I think every homeowner should know that, right? Like, you you just automatically have mold because every time you know the dishwasher overflows of some sort or some something weird happens in your kitchen you just go well there's a bunch of water back there but i'm not going to go back there and get it <laughs> so <laughs> everybody has mold issues and everybody has foundation issues the real scam is them convincing you to have it checked out in the first place well this is uh brought to you by the mean green no <laughs> foundation <laughs> all pro, all pro Trust found- me, I've, I've had it out here <laughs> oh really and, and i've had I've had the conversations of, uh, hey, everything's normal. You know, there's a little bit of shifting, but that's that's normal for the soil here and everything's good. And then somebody comes out the next day and says, your estimate is $18,000. So I I don't know. I mean, I think that's all. I'm not saying that's a scam. I'm just saying be careful, kids. (laughs) Be careful out there. They're going to get you. So, yes, I'm currently a homeless man. Um, me and me and my children, we walked across the desert and came over to my parents' house. So, what was once a den or office area is now my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> our our clothes are just scattered like on tables of some sort. Like we don't have a dresser in here. Yeah, this has been going great. The last month has just been great. When what was the last time? I had recorded a podcast. Has to be. Uh, but... Oh my God! Was it Ray Day? Ray Day was April twenty fifth. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So when was <clears throat> when was Selena? Was that March? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that's the last time I was on board. Yeah. Wow. So it's been we're we're, we're approaching almost two months of. No Jay, and well over a month of no 
anything like so i guess we'll just put this little out so on top of the i'm out of my element i'm not in the you know quote unquote studio i don't have all my shit too uh i brought the recorder and then i don't have the little cord that goes into the recorder so that was cool um i go cool we don't need that it only turns the the recorder on but it does run off of batteries so if this thing turns off i have backup batteries and we're gonna take a quick break during okay. this so just fair warning through all this what a mess so yeah so how have you been in the last two months uh, I mean, I, I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing very well. Significantly um, better than me. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I mean, I, I have a home. There are walls everywhere. Are you telling have, me? Are you telling me you've lived in your home for the last month or so? Ugh. Yeah. And... I, I have. I have no doubt. There's probably mold damage <laughs> and or fan foundation repair needs, and I'm not concerned about it not, whatsoever. Not even a little bit. But you, yeah. No. Well, you're you're clean shaven now, so I guess that's going for you. We're we're always six months on and six months off when it comes to beard. Hold so on, we're you actually in... literally. Oh, I didn't know you had a schedule beard schedule. Um, I don't know if it's always scheduled to the day. Usually, the beginning of October, or in this past year, it was November that it was beard season, and then hmm. once we. Once we get into April or May, last year I made it through Memorial Day before I shaved it, but um, this time around, which this would have been the year to keep it because it's like 68 degrees outside. It would have been fine. Mm. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with that. Um, Gosh, we learned so when, much when, about Jay every episode. Yeah. yeah, when the calendar turns over <laughs> to fall, we'll go back to to beard season. <laughs> but it's like... Uh, the fall when it's still like probably going to be 94 degrees you gotta throw the beard on that's uh you know you never know a couple a few years ago i started in august just randomly so who knows interesting who's to say <laughs> when it will start well we'll keep you we'll we'll keep everyone posted on that sorry i'm sure no <laughs> one cared about any of that so it's okay <laughs> it's okay i mean it is what it is so yeah, so it's been an interesting month. Uh, I think in the future I'll I'll go over this period of my life and kind of go with the more like, hey, this happened on this day and this and this. But right now it's it's all kind of still developing. So I'll just leave it at that. We'll get we'll get to that. But uh, yeah. How are you? Uh, <clears throat> what are your dealings? You don't have to get into a lot of detail here, but. Are your dealings with the insurance company going well so far or not well? Yes. So if you're ever able to do an insurance claim, which I have, and most of the time, you know, like a roof, I've had a roof claim and uh, I think I'm trying to think of a, oh, I had a fence claim, uh, like a fence blew down one time. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was was like a, my, uh, my trampoline ended up three houses down. So like the whole fence, because my fence issue was within deductible and it was kind of like, don't bother. Was, so like the whole thing got knocked down. Listen, I don't, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Uh, I'm in, trying to, uh, in, is, is the term you're looking for insurance fraud? <laughs> no. But oh, I'm, okay. I'm starting to think about the time served here. I'm like, uh, how long has it, has it been long enough that I could not die? Statue of limitations. That's what I was looking for. Statue of limitations hit. No, I mean it did. It was a fence, and it was standing up, and then poof, it 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 didn't stand up anymore. So okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean that's all I could say on it. I mean I don't know, and it it hit the deductible. (laughs) I don't I don't don't know what else to say. (laughs) No, that's fine. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, yeah. So um, so but if you are gonna have an and, and I've had good. Uh, dealings with insurance in the past. Um, this okay. one was a little weird because literally uh, the insurance companies have nobody that can do anything anywhere. Literally, uh, it, this is probably the busiest and in, ooh, and Carolina just scored. Um, I'm watching hockey. That's a live sports update. I yep. There we go. Carolina. Uh, uh, is this an OT? So now, who are they playing? Are they playing Winnipeg? Who are they playing? Uh, no, no, it's it's Tampa Bay. It's Hartford. It's Hartford. <laughs> Not a team anymore. Take <laughs> oh, it. But uh, yeah, sorry to sorry to bust anybody's bubbles. We're gonna watch this uh, later. Uh, yeah, Carolina just beat Tampa. So mm. to go, they needed that one. They really just hate that to one. see it. Well, Tampa Bay was up two nothing. And so what is it now? It's going to be two to one now, Carolina. No, well, it's not. It's not like a huge swing. Well, or if they would have lost, it would have been three zero, and that's on. Uh, I guess I'll turn it to the Phoenix Suns. See, Lakers. there you go. Okay, I don't know. <sighs> Am I growing or something? I don't know. Is, Lebr- is LeBron about to lose this? Oh, they are having – if you switch over right now, LeBron is uh, – what he's carrying is an ass because it's being handed to him <laughs> by the Phoenix Suns. Couldn't They happen. are well, dominating. Well, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I don't know what to say. Yeah. So, you hate to see it. I hate to see I mean, heart, heartbreaking. You know, the guy can never get any breaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the insurance, uh, it has actually gone – fairly well the only problem was they were <laughs> they came out and they go hey uh this is how much it'll t- cost to um fix your house up and i go uh, all right i mean that seems like a decent number and then we like go to construction companies and they're like we couldn't even put that wall that one wall up let alone all <laughs> the walls up and ceiling and everything else and I'm like, okay, well, can you give me an idea how much it would be and then talk to the insurance company? And he goes, hey, hey, that's that's kind of what we do. Oh, okay. It's good to know. So if you do have so, things like that, you know, have somebody ha- have somebody figure out how much all that shit would cost and then have them talk to the insurance go and say, hey, this is how much all this would cost. And the insurance company goes, Hey, we're too damn busy to even check your work. Sounds good to us. Really? Yes. That's kind of surprising. So, I mean, this number obviously is a number that has a comma in it. Yes. Um, would you say it's a number that is in the five-figure <laughs> range? 
Uh, I mean, five figures is actually pretty wide ranging. So yes, it could be between nine ninety nine thousand <laughs> nine hundred ninety nine, and, and <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun range. I would not okay. I would not say we got ninety nine thousand, but uh, I would not say we got ten thousand. So it was it was a it was a fair amount to do what we needed to do. That's uh, I think it wasn't you know, like for me like. I'm never looking to like really give it to the insurance companies, but I just want the money to repair what the hell's broken. Um, and so maybe yeah, and you, so maybe have a couple hundred dollars, you know, to go play around with. I don't know. Put it in uh, Bitcoin. I don't know. Okay, so that, that's a <laughs> fair question. Are, are you? Are they sending you a check, or are they paying the okay. contractor directly? Okay, here's the deal now uh i've made a good amount of money in my life uh maybe i don't hey know now. hey now that's a weird weird i probably haven't actually i could probably look at probably other people's bank accounts and it's been like hey i've made a really good good amount here and they go hey i made that in the last two days well this is my monthly <laughs> this is my monthly okay um they gave us there's there was the most amount of money that has ever been deposited into my bank with my wife over here you just stop me if i'm saying too much okay yeah <laughs> she just said uh-huh. uh <laughs> but um and she yeah. completes another backflip yes <laughs> yes there's a lot of money in the bank account and yes i have to dole it out to the construction company but i mean and it's it's a whole thing like almost to where you get the the check and you have to go to the bank. You can't even go like take a picture of it on your phone. You have to go inside because it's a an amount okay. that is uh, well. Yes, I, I learned. I learned a lot about this because you know whenever these type of things makes sense, like they give you a bunch of money and they go, okay, well we don't we really don't want you to to invest this into Bitcoin right now. We need you to <laughs> like use this money and repair your home because. You know, you have, yeah, you, ha- you have it on the mortgage, and if you just literally, if you, if they just gave this money to a crackhead and you just had a crack party, and then didn't repair it, and then their house is still fucked up, then you know the mortgage, you know, it's it's, yeah, does that make sense? Like, so well, I mean, sorry, to, sorry, sorry have, to offend all the crackheads out there. I'm, I apologize. No, insurance companies have plenty of money, so don't worry about that part. No. But I can assure you when that check is issued, um, the obligation is fulfilled. And as long as nothing can, can come back on the insurance company, whether you actually use it to fix what needs to be fixed yeah. or just spend it on crack, the insurance company does not care. Oh, I don't think the insurance company does, but I think my mortgage company would sure like me to repair the home <laughs> you know they well, go yeah they go please for the love of god please repair <laughs> this house because <laughs> well i mean it's the, in your best interest obviously to do that yeah absolutely i mean and that's we're gonna use i mean I, i'll be up front right now all the money that we are getting like we're not we could have i mean i literally believe this you could have taken the money that we got put everything back and had enough money to go out on vacation. Honestly. So 
I, I don't have a similar experience with a house, but I did total a vehicle one time in an accident. Yeah. And was and was surprised by the amount that the insurance company gave me, and I put um, some of that money on a down payment for a new vehicle, and the rest of it I used for the down payment for my house. <laughs> but I wish they would just go. All right, this is a test. Instead of you actually getting a check or they write an email, they go, "Hey, we need you to just come in real quick," and then you go, "Okay, all right, we're gonna give you." Forty thousand dollars for your car, and you you make that face, and they go, ah, "We're just kidding." You you should go. I don't know about that. <laughs> like if you make a weird face, they go, "Just kidding." We're giving you thirty. <laughs> but if you make a, I don't know about that. That's not, yeah. that'd be enough. So <laughs> I do I do remember just thinking the amount, having a number in my mind as to the amount that I was going to get, and then the amount that they communicated was i don't know six seven thousand more and i could not have i I try to play it off a little bit like yeah that'll be fine you know that sounds fair and in my mind i was like holy crap (laughs) i just hit the i mean at the time this was yeah yeah i was gonna say this was 17 years ago almost to the day as far as the accident is concerned um yeah it was like hitting the lottery so my experience has been okay with insurance companies and one of them employs me. So I guess it's been more than okay. Yeah. And I think it's just, um, yeah, I, I don't think again, my experience has been bad. It's more, more or less the, the bad experience with just doing construction at your house. That's just the worst part. Like, you know, actually, I think it's, yeah, just being, I was gonna say, it's almost a blessing. It. I mean, it kind of sucks that you're, now just living in a you know a four by five foot room but not having to be there while all that stuff is done is mm, probably uh yeah. for the best absolutely it's it's a it's a it's a damn war zone right now in my house just to a point where you're just like i can't believe this is my home and now we have we've gotten to the point now where uh like a week ago, we were just furious. It's just the the house is just in shambles, and now we got flooring in this week, and we're kind of like, okay, this is starting to look like a a, a normal house. Uh, how about that? So, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, y'all got to stay away for a month. Uh, yeah, we're probably going to be able to get back probably in a week or two. We'll so see. I, I and know my wife just made a no- my, my my wife just made a noise going yeah maybe two to three. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I, I know some folks that um, back in the, the great freeze of February were actually out of town and they had a, uh, a pipe or pipes bust in their home and they couldn't get back. And they didn't know about it until a neighbor had called them and said, hey, there is a very large amount of water coming out of your garage right now. And they're basically in the situation of... Uh, Almost having to redo their entire house, so oh, I don't, it could, yeah, it could be worse. It could have absolutely been. Worse. I've seen other ones where the pipe bust right over into the middle of the home, into the kitchen, and and yeah, that's everything. Your your bedrooms, everything. Like we got lucky that we could at least live in our house for the time being that we were in. So yeah, I, I, there's no doubt. I have absolute like i'm a hashtag 
blessed as I can be. So I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not, not I'm not sitting there going, "Woe is me." It, it shit is what it is. So but, no, no, it'll be over and it'll be it'll be fine and, and it'll so. be well worth it. I mean, too, because it's kind of uh, not to get biblical or biblical or anything. I'm sorry, I. I have not had a drink tonight, but I swear to God. Oh, uh, I have, but this is not a faith-based <laughs> podcast. I know enough I know, about those. Yeah, I know. not one. Well, we're going to p- pretend like we're one uh, for just two seconds, but you know, okay. it's kind of like the Great Flood, and you're kind of just restart over. You know, just hey, you know what? I didn't really like that one part of the house, so let's smooth that section out. And the thing is, it it'll probably look well. I'm guessing. But I feel like you're probably happier with it after the fact than you were before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you before and after pictures here after this. I mean, uh, I mean, whenever it's all done, I'll show you before and afters, and you're going to be like, "Whoa, okay, yeah." You, you might next year uh, want to put a pipe, uh, put a pipe, uh, busting <laughs> <laughs> section in there, and be like, "This pipe." Uh, you call the plumber, and be like, "Hey, I just need you to put a pipe like right over here." You want any insulation on that? Not at all. Don't need none needed. No. None needed. Just put it right over here in this. Uh, <laughs> and just to the audience, if anybody has their hot water heater like up in the attic, immediately sell your home and move somewhere else. Oh my god! Where that's not the case. It's that is the worst. That is the dumbest idea that's ever been formulated in human history. You know, I. Uh, I hope that is not what your home is. But uh, yeah. well, first of all, first of all, this is a tankless water heater home. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna tell you, it doesn't matter if you just don't have a tank; you can still bust a pipe. Where, oh, I guess <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and I can also tell you that part of that system froze during that time. Oh yeah, yeah, and I had yeah, just yeah, I heard shut about everything that, yeah. down. Yeah. So um, it's weird that you would have heard about it. But, well, maybe I heard a rumor. I don't know. It's that's yeah. It's you know you hear it on the street all the time, but yeah. um, you know what's funny is the first time I ever saw a hot water. I was working for this is years and years, probably well over a decade. I was working for a company that would go in people's homes, and there were issues in an attic where a hot water heater is. And like, these aren't like crappy homes; these are oh, no, no, no. really really nice homes. And I'm like, oh good, you should really put that hot water heater in there because water never busts right over i think i think the the idea is is like an out of sight out of mind thing mm. and I, I don't want in my luxury home i don't want it taking up space somewhere do but... you want to know a bigger rumor is okay. uh there was a i'm not going to say what city it was but there was a city uh person uh i guess they worked at the city employee or some sort but the hot water heater which here, where's the best place to put your hot water heater? Uh, the garage. The garage. And that's where mine is. And I don't know where yours is, but mine is in the garage. Because if it busts out, then you just you just soak up a, a garage. It's no big deal. That's what I had a prior home where one malfunctioned and it was water was pouring out and I was alerted to it. And my response was, eh. Whatever. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) But uh, rumor, and again, this is purely rumor. But it seems it seems literally almost plausible, just because it's you know dealing with government, and this is how they think of things. But uh, a government employee had uh, driven their car into the hot water heater, 
and busted it. And they were like, you know what? These hot water heaters, horrible spot. We need to put them into attics and other areas in the house. <laughs> and so, is, this, is this your way of blaming the president for something? Yes, exactly. This is <laughs> literally... Yeah, so, no. This is Biden's water heaters. This is Biden's water heater America. So, you know, that's what we what he wants. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he wants us putting our water heaters in our attics. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just idiotic. So, but yeah. The guy's 171 years old. He doesn't care. It's no idea. All right, let's take a let's take a quick battery break, and uh, we'll we'll re- reconvene on some other topic. One second, Jay. Okay. And uh, welcome back to the break. Hey, Jay, how you doing? No, oh, we back. Yeah, we're back on air. Sorry <laughs> for the for the people who didn't get to hear that. I don't even know if Jay heard that, but we got done with that first segment, and she goes, "You were all over the place." Oh my god. She's literally both both the old men in the uh in the balcony just heckling me <laughs> with the, <laughs> yeah. It's not a professional broadcast. <sighs> this is not. Do you think do you think Dan McDowell has to deal with his wife sitting over in the corner going, Now you really got that sports <laughs> segment messed up there? <laughs> so <laughs> No, it's probably fine. not at all. It's I feel like that's a relationship where they barely talk anyway. Oh, yeah. A matter of convenience. Whoa, whoa. We'll just, whoa. Whoa. We'll just leave it. <laughs> we're, we're leaving it at that. That's it. All right. Well, we're back. Uh, I don't know if we had any more uh, insurance or construction talk, but yeah, I think that was uh, put a good... I think, I think my only question is, uh, you got a lot of construction going on. Why aren't you doing this yourself? I know construction guy. That's yeah. that's an even longer story. So, literally, okay. I will say right now, I'm I'm probably as busy as I've ever been. You know, okay. Trump's got me just building shit everywhere right now. That's so, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Probably the busiest I've ever been. Literally, look at my house and I go, I can't. I don't even want to do anything in here. It's kind of like a, a mechanic. Looking at other, like, I got to fix everybody else's car. I can't fix my own car. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So I just kind of let my wife take the reins. I let, you know, uh, other people and maybe, maybe in a future uh, episode, I can explain that story, which, (laughs) the do's and don'ts of construction. Boy, First, dealing with con- with contractors is like I don't know playing a slot machine or something. Pretty much, like there's a ch- there's a chance it goes great, but more than likely it is just <laughs> ugh, it is not not a good deal. No, it's not the way to go. No, I, I it's I would say hit or miss, and then um, yeah, man, I would really like to get more into that, but I, again, I'm gonna let time go by a little. I feel like okay. time, time will allow me to talk about that more in the future. But no, I mean that's fine. But I mean, my experience with that type of stuff is the work gets done. It's just the time frame in which it gets done, and you could have something that's a big project or a simple project, but you'll get like, um, oh yeah, we're supposed to make it over there, but something else came up mm-hmm. or. 
Uh, I'm in the middle of a divorce right now and I have to get over to do this and I'll be there next Tuesday. Oh, next Tuesday, my kid has diabetes and something else. And like something that's supposed to take a matter of days takes two months. And then next week, me and Jay are going to, are going to movie review Money Pit (laughs) with Tom Hanks. So yeah, that'll be fun. Ah, yes. I've seen that one time. Oh really? Hey, I, I I remember that movie like existing because I think they would always do like a, you know, on Saturday watch Money Pit on TBS or something like that. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, it is. You know what? You know what the funny part is about that movie? The house is is an analogy for the relationship. Uh, you, okay. You just think uh, well. it's a movie about house remodeling. Or whatever the hell it is, but I've already the chances of us reviewing it now has gone from some number to zero. Because <laughs> at the end, because you use you use the word analogy, <laughs> or I don't know, it's, it's supposed to be something like that. But at the end, he says, "Yeah, it's it had some uh, had some issues, but you know, it's got good bones. It's got a good foundation." And I think, there oh, all those fights that they had. The Tom Hanks and whoever that other lady was, Shelley Long. Uh, was that Shelley Long? Uh, I yes, it, I think it was Shelley Long. I always get Shelley Long and Shelley Duvall mixed up. She- mixed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? But uh, yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> Everyone else. Everyone else does. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's the uh, the money pit uh, segment. And then I guess we'll move on from that one. So, Jay, what what shall we talk about? Man, I don't know. Uh, I didn't do the run sheet. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, there was something very... Oh, hell. So, Luca, that Don guy is pretty good. Oh, yeah. I noticed you were watching sports again. Yeah, I am watching a little... I think it... Could it be because I'm... I'm not in my own home, so I would have something else to do. So are I just, sports are sports allowed in in that house, or or is everyone abandoning boycotting um, sports? Definitely no basketball. So, really? but I I have erected a television into my makeshift room, so that's where I'm at, and I have a little 32 inch television playing. A little, <laughs> yeah. Is 32 wow. inch little? Not little. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at like a 24 or 26 right now. So I don't think 32 is little. <laughs> it's not the Chan Ho Park. <laughs> like I mean, all right. I mean, I guess I don't know. I I have a <laughs> get ready for this big brag. I have a 55 inch in my in my bedroom. Well, so well, so do I. But you know, I don't know what we're we talking about, Luca. Um. You need to appreciate Luca because this is this is this is almost godlike stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of you know, obviously. How long has he been with the Mavs now? Three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah, uh, you, you and I've always I've kind of flipped on. I've seen some of those games, and I'm going like, okay, he's really good at that whole three pointer thing. He seems good. Oh, no, it's at, way beyond that. He seems really good at that. Um, uh, I guess it is. I mean, he he does some crazy shots where you're kind of like, 
uh, that doesn't seem like human like. Is he just like the luckiest person ever? But or is he just, you know, basketball all the time? Nah, he's just he's just that good. And some of it, when it looks like what you're looking at, um, and, it, and it appears to be effortless that's when you know that you're dealing with something special. Yeah. It's, it's so strange to see someone so young that good already. I think that's yeah. what's kind of more shocking about it. But what, I, what I've what i seen in the little bit, I'm not saying I've been watching every bit of this series. I probably watched a little bit of the game last night for game, I guess that was game four, right? Or three, five. That was game five. Uh, five. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't show up until probably game three. I was like, oh, they won two? I guess maybe I'll watch. And then they lost another yeah. one. I go, huh. And then I maybe watched a little bit of the game four and, yeah, whatever. It's, no, it's really, I got together with really some late. friends for game four, and that was an absolute just atrocity. Yeah. I mean, um, but I think it's – so uh, what – What? Um, I guess he had like an interview – for was one of the radio uh, was it with the hang zone or was it with the music oh there was one with the hang zone yeah and it was atrocious it, right uh yeah i mean he just didn't offer up much he was clearly he was driving his vehicle mm. and then the the part that stuck out to, <laughs> to me that there's like two minutes where he's sitting at a light and he just has his blinker on the whole time <laughs> and you can hear it the entire time during the interview so i'm listening to it I don't hear anything that anybody is saying. Just I just a blinker. hear the blinker the entire time. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? That's a that's a good man who's actually using his blinker. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm in the turn lane, I don't use the blinker until about 0.25 seconds before I turn. I don't sit there with it on. <laughs> Like you, I'm in the turn lane. What do you think I'm doing? Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's a good interview. But uh, so he got a little. Well, I mean, I didn't listen to it, so I couldn't like offer up critiques. But I did have a conversation with with Jacob about it. And go. Well, he does. He just doesn't seem like a guy who's. I'm not saying he's a bad dude, but it doesn't seem like he's a dude of, like. Oh wow, he's he's going to be one of the one of the boys and going to offer up a kind of a personality where you're like, eh, he's great and he's great. Well, I think he's still young enough, and I think he's just still leery that if he's going to interviewed, he's just worried that somebody's either doing a bit or trying to pull something over on him because he doesn't understand. So you think he's guarded just because, or like a language thing? and I, A little bit. A language and culture thing. Yeah. I, like, I think my first thought was, you know, he's 21, approaching 22 at this point. If he's still here, if the hang zone is interviewing him 10 years from now, it's a completely different interview. Like Luca Day, and, and it's like, man, Luca's, yeah. And he's... And he's going along with it, and it's okay if they bring up his mom, and, <laughs> you know that that type of thing. And right now, like anything that's personal, he was like, "Yeah, that's not something I'm going to talk about." And he just hear a blinker for like five seconds straight. Oh my god, really? 
It got to that point uh, where he just kind of swatted down a question. Um, there was a couple. I mean, he was really nice about it. He wasn't, you know, um, too short with them. But um, he was like, "Yeah, that's that just not been, something I'm going to answer." That would have been a tough interview because, you know, oh, the- they were struggling. <laughs> they were struggling. Oh. It doesn't help that one half of the broadcasting duo came up with great questions like hey luca are you excited for the playoffs dan what are you doing yeah i mean yeah <laughs> uh would it be better like hey do you feel like you're i mean it would it be insulting to be like do you think that you're mentally prepared for the playoffs I don't know, just something or, with some or, kind or, of depth. Or how do you mentally prepare for the playoffs? That that's probably probably that's a, a very active that's a very active question. Okay, so it's not passive. Yeah, it's not uh not questioning your mental mental uh, abilities and whatever, but you know, you kind of like how do you get there? Because you know, it seemed like it'd be a lot on your shoulders, and and then you, know. you let the interviewee, yeah, uh, you know, lead the lead this lead the discussion. As opposed to, he basically asked him, do you like sports? Hey, sports are fun, right? <laughs> so, um, so Luca, well, do you like stuff? Well, yeah, I like stuff. What other stuff do you like that isn't basketball? He's like, just basketball. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just the basketball. There wasn't he much doesn't, there. He doesn't even seem like a guy who, like, you know, these a lot of these basketball players have, like, xboxes and ps5 sixes and he's just like no just do basketball i don't know why i sound like that but <laughs> i think he's i think he's big into Fortnite. really okay i think so does he have a twitch channel <laughs> or is he just like yeah i don't know uh i don't i don't know that for sure but okay. i think that's uh that's his game as far as the last gaming news I got on Luca. Well, that's good to know. All right. Wife's going to bed, I think. Oh. Okay. Is it, does that mean like two no. feet from where you are? Where yes. you are right I'm now? petting her head right now. She goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't do it out in the patio. I can't like, there's nowhere to do this podcast. So I just got to annoy you. And she's off work for the summer. So. You know, no big deal. Oh, she's a hero. I had no idea. Uh, like, uh, eh, like front desk hero. Does that count? Uh, this is a, a place full of heroes, <laughs> in my estimation. I think so, even she would tell you if she got classified as a hero, she'd be like, "Well, there's no more heroes." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not changing anything. Yeah, uh, literally, uh, I just buzz parents in and make sure people are where they're supposed to be uh, well you know i i've run across that individual at the school that i well didn't frequent in the last school year but in in prior ones and uh that's an important role i think it is i think it is you're here hey, because you're, you're a hero honey i love you protecting all of the good children day. yeah exactly yeah, Jay just made a good point. They says that you protect all the children. So you're like, you look like a parent. You can, you may enter. You look like a crackhead. You may not enter. 
Oh, you're still a parent? Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't teach any of them anything, so let's not go too far. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyways, where the hell? Okay, Luca. So I, I got, I got a, um, and I'm, I'm still just kind of learning because I, again, I've kind of zoned out with Mav stuff, like probably since like 2012. You know, it's not my fault. It just is what it is. Okay. But um, I'm sorry. I'm getting a big buzzing, and it's probably gonna annoy the crap out of the audience, but. Uh, I don't hear anything here, so yeah, it's not going to be on your side. No, okay. So, um, it just has nothing. To do. It's it's just again, I I apologize for anybody. It's just I'm just not in the recording area that I usually okay. have. So it's just it's it's going to kind of suck today. So it is what it is. We'll try to make up for it with nobody's talking about Luca. So let's let's talk about Luca. Um, no, but I got on with Jacob. It was like you know Jacob. You know, Dirk it was just every every Dirk day. It was always pretty exciting for me. You know, it was something that was like, oh man, I can't wait for Dirk to get on. You know, he's gonna say something, blah blah blah. You know, just I always wanted to hear him on air. That took a while. That took a while to develop, though. Right? Uh, yeah, I think, to... I think eventually, yeah, you you build a rapport with somebody. He gets more comfortable with the media and all the people there. So yeah, I imagine it does take a little while. So, I mean, in, in that format, oh, gosh, man, I would say that probably took five, six plus years before I think he felt comfortable with sitting down with, uh, you know, a radio show for a segment or two and really providing insight and information as opposed to just generic answers. And I think it's just adjusting to, yeah, I mean, the they're coming from the other side of the world. Uh, dude, I, I couldn't even imagine. You you stick me down in German and Germany and I have to you know, have some interview with some buddy, I don't know. I, I would just okay, well, this is awkward. Yeah. But five years later, you would be in a different place. I think I would. I'd be You'd sitting be... there twirling sausages and you know <laughs> you know, I'd be okay. totally fine. <laughs> Just drinking, just throwing, just throwing sauerkraut all, just all over the drinking walls. Large, be- oversized beers. I'd be f- totally fine. Oh wow, wow. Okay, well, um, but I think it would, yeah, I think there's gonna be the time, you know. But Jay, uh, but Jake had to fully tell me like, no, I mean, yeah, Dirk probably has a little bit more of the personality, but again, that developed. But, you know, as it states right now, Luca is going to be a well overall, overall better player than Dirk. And I, and I find that to be like, wow, I can't believe that's, that. That's phenomenal to, to even think about. Yeah. I mean, because Dirk, you know, when they first got him, I, I'm not going to sit here and run from it. I mean, like when they first got him, I was like, great some other tall white dude but it was it was apparent pretty early on that he was he was different from some of the other guys they had drafted and then being like the same me being the same age as him i don't know if there was some other connection there or something but like it was important for me that dirk was good at basketball and once he got to you know as good as he was like 
that's I, I don't know. I mean, I, I had that connection to a basketball player as a child with Michael Jordan and then as an adult with Dirk. And now I'm thinking, what if Luca plays here for 20 years? Like I'm going to be reti- <laughs> retiring from the workforce about the time he's retiring from the Mavs and being like, oh, yeah, what a run this has been. Yeah, no joke. That's how I feel with Seth Rollins, by the way. Oh, uh, the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, I mean we're the we're the same age, so you know. It goes without saying. <laughs> just I, I literally just started following him like two years ago, but you know, same thing. Underutilized uh, talent, by the way. Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Okay, well we're we're gonna have a wrestling segment here in just like two seconds, I promise. Okay. But um, but watching him. Uh, for an entire, it's, eh, it's probably about an entire game, but I've, I've probably seen a full entire game's worth of, of Luca. I know that's saying a lot. <laughs> like, I'm sure you've seen just about a season full of Luca, but not me. I've not done that. I can, from just the, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a basketball expert at all. I don't know. Basketball is definitely not even, I would say, probably not even in my top five sports that I like to watch, but. I have watched basketball. I know about you know, I know of the game. Okay, got it. Um, watching him, you're like, wow, he is really good at this. So my favorite thing, <laughs> he's really good at this. Is that he's good. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite thing about it, and has been from the beginning, is I look at the way that he plays, and just the shots that he makes, the moves that he makes, you know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. He's, tw- I think he's 22 now. There's no reason he can't be doing the same things when he's like 34, 35 years old. Cause it's all just, it's all just like positioning and, and size and strength. It's not athletic ability is phenomenal. And I love to see that too, but he doesn't have to have that. Like he has no, it seems package. It, it seems it, it seems more like instinctive, like things yeah. where I'm like, man, there's guys that have been playing for like 15 years that still have never been able to even try to be try to do the things that he's been doing. You well, know, and there's also you, you see guys come through and at age 21 to 25, they're doing these phenomenal things, and then you know whether it's injuries or it's just you know, time always wins. They get into their thirties and they just hit a wall because these things that they could do in their twenties, they just can't do it anymore. So they don't have an advantage, but I look at his game and I'm like, the stuff he's doing, when is that going to go away? Yeah. Like his, okay. He has a bad knee. Okay. Well, he can still hit a step back three. <laughs> he can still position himself and hit he, that little floater. He can hobble I mean, his ass. Not going on. He can hobble his ass 15 years down the road and still be all right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be able to, and I hope that he's doing it here forever. Yeah. Um, now, but the thing I had to say, okay, so again, watching the he's very good at this. He's that his threes are really good and. Finding someone open is has been just with his passing. I'm like, man, that's that's insane to what he's able to do there. Um, I don't know exactly how he is to go into the basket. I haven't seen a whole lot on that. I, I guess it seems like he does fairly well. Um, now, and I feel like I've heard people talk about this, but it's 
free throws leaves something to to be desired. Recently, yeah. That's, okay. Uh, Which seems strange because that was always like a uh, thing. I mean, I think that's a yeah, – well, well, I – What do you do you. there? It, it, it is strange, and I think there's a, there's a big mental – Okay. Block there. So that that's something that I mean I would like to now look at like what what was Dirk's free throw you know percentage when he oh, was wow. three or four years in. Um, I mean I would I'm not looking at it, but I'm sure it was in the 80s, and he had seasons where he, he was 90 plus. I know. Percentage wise, but that's like those things where okay, Dirk. See, I remember. This is why I don't like dealing with like the. Oh, by the way, I've totally figured out why. Again, I apologize for this episode. This is this is not going to sound like the best episode ever. I just realized why this is sounding so badly. I forgot that this this outlet is is fucked on my computer, and I bought a a thing to fix that, and I didn't bring that with me. So I apologize. This is just going to have to. I'm going to do some stuff in post to try to help out with the noise, but is it it fucking is what it is. So I apologize. Um. So yeah, that that was always a good thing about the whole Dirk thing, and and I was talking about like dealing with. I, I remember someone was telling me, "Oh, you know, this dumbest person I've ever worked with." He was a, he's a fucking moron, but he was like, "Yeah, Marcus or was it Marcus all Paul Gasol, yeah. Paul or one of the two, yeah." Yeah, he was like, "Oh, Paul Gasol's way better than Dirk." I'm like, "Are you fucking re- like Are you fucking ser- serious?" Like, he's like, "Oh man, all Dirk does is sit over in the corner and." hit threes and I'm like you don't watch basketball you just admitted that you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about like yeah, you have ridiculous you have ridiculous <laughs> dude have you this is why I don't like I just I don't like discussing these things with <laughs> just regular old I'm like uh, okay yeah this is a good point um, yeah I, well that's why how you have to handle it yeah is I think in a lot of those conversations you just kind of have to <sighs> nod and just be like yeah sounds good it's a very and just move on very interesting point there chad um <laughs> so <laughs> no doubt it's somebody named, named chad. chad or brad yeah brad, but... I, i'm sure there's a brad out there that's done that but just not this brad <laughs> but um you know i was like man no dirk was yeah i mean dirk would absolutely hit threes no, no problem at all. But the way he, I always really admire the way Dirk went to the basket and was like, like drew three, like drew drew a shot, he'd go in, and then he'd go to the free throw line and hand one that no eat, like no problem at all. And that well, was especially in his first, you know, eight to ten years in the league. After that, he developed a little different, a little different game, but. Yeah, when he first came in the league, I mean, he was the seven-footer that got the rebound and then took the ball in transition all the way down down the court. Yeah. And that was a huge part of his game the first handful of years or so that he was in the league. It's just you have a two-decade career. It's hard to encapsulate all that. Well, I think, again, oh, my Lord, that was a weird foul. Um, anyways, am I behind or in front of you a bit? Anyways, no, I'm watching that too. Yeah, that was a good little foul there. Um, well, in conclusion, I mean, I just say, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, breaking news. Luca seems to be the real deal, and uh, and I don't really you know care about his interviews or whatever. But uh, it's interesting. But 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like you really should be better at free throws. I don't know what, again, holds you back from that. Um, it's, I mean, there's a, I, you know, the generic thing is practice and shoot more free throws. Yeah, but I don't know. And, I mean, but well, I think he can counteract those things with, like, hey, like, what did he score, 19 points in the first quarter? Right. Something stupid. I yeah. mean, that's stupid. Like, you don't need to hit any free throws if you do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, any – I would say any competent scorer in the in basketball should be able to shoot between 60 to 70% yeah. on free throws, like, without even thinking about unconscious, it. Unconscious, unconscious, yeah. But the thing is, we all have a conscience, and there's a mental aspect to it. And you've seen it with players before, and I know – you know, there was a time where Tim Duncan struggled with free throws and shot during the course of the season or a playoffs was maybe like a 50% free throw shooter. And, you know, they have psychologists and stuff that come in for teams to help uh, talk this through with guys. And, you know, him as, a, as an example became like a 70, 75% plus hmm free throw shooter over time so i think it's something that he'll ultimately correct i think it's a mental thing that's me guessing and not being a psychologist by any means but i don't think it's an ability or practice thing i think it's just kind of in his head Hmm. interesting well uh i'll i'll uh keep watching uh by the way i did find it funny i i i Again, I don't get to listen to the hang zone very much, but I'd listen to that first segment and Dan and Jake going, a 0% chance they win the next game? Yeah, I think zero. Maybe I'm thinking about 20%. I'm just like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to watch this because I'm pretty sure they're going to win tonight (laughs) whenever they talk like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I I mean, I can't deny I was kind of right along with them going into game five you know what i think certainly above zero but it's not a high number in my mind i would like to say that uh you know another dumb podcast own uh uh damn i just blanked on his name blake (laughs) i'm blanked on blake uh uh, he was like my conscious he's like god y'all just like suck (laughs) just (laughs) you really let the (laughs) I think I, again. I haven't listened to Hang Zone a whole bunch, but an undergrade, an underrated character on that show is Blake. I think about him a lot during that show, and I think about the time we talked about it in his time laying out how San, Sandy Hook was a hoax. And that, <laughs> were you on that, that episode? On my, I was like trying to remember if you were on that episode or not. That weighs on my mind heavily, and uh, <laughs> dude, it's pretty much a. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy Hook hoax guy. Hold on, he's not a sand. He just, you know, that's what everybody got wrong. Like, listen, it's okay to like explore these things, but like, that's a cop out, man. Hold on, hold on. I didn't even finish my sentence. But I'm saying, <laughs> since like, hey, this could be fun, but I'm not gonna go like, go try to find the truth. Like, jump in my truck and go, where are these kids at? <laughs> like. Hey, some of these conspiracy theories are fun, and it's not, you know, you get to a point where these people are like, you can't talk about any of this. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you can talk about it, but he seemed to have some questions. I think it was more than just, let's explore an idea. I, I think someone had shown him a video, and he kind of go, huh, 
Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna investigate anything else other than what's on this, but you know, <laughs> I think he they showed him his YouTube. Yeah, because uh, that's what happened to me one time. I was, a coworker showed me a video of, on Sandy Hook, and I'm like, interesting. I think there's more to this, but interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm not sold at all, but yeah. interesting. Like yes. where they. You can make- Explain the deceased children. That's my first hurdle for you to overcome. (laughs) Dude, there's a lot of weird stuff on there where they were like, oh, this one guy, he's like kind of like hysterical talking about these kids and all this other stuff. And they're like, and this guy was a trained actor in in Juilliard. And I'm like, really? I mean, okay. (laughs) So it's just, I don't know. Okay. Um, so let's talk wrestling. Okay. I don't think we've ever have we ever talked wrestling on the podcast. Only to troll Jacob. Okay. I have, and Sam Gannon. And Sam Gannon. I brought I brought up New Jack R.I.P. to to <laughs> Sam Gannon. I tweeted yeah. her the other day. I was like, "Hey, hey, Sam, did you ever get get around watching that New Jack uh, documentary?" <laughs> Yeah. She muted you. Yeah, I think she's like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember being on this guy's podcast. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, wrestling. A lot of interesting things in my head about wrestling. Okay. Um, number one, are you an AEW guy? Um, no, I'm not really against it, but I just don't. I, to be honest, I mean, I'm well behind on the last several weeks when it comes to WWE. So I don't, I just don't have the time to spend keeping up with AEW. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying I do either. I think I probably will. I follow this one guy who watches AEW and I like, I don't watch AEW, but I watch it through his eyes and what he talks about with it. And, Here's what I would say. The things that I've seen with AEW, uh, first observation, why are there so many stables? <laughs> Do you know what, like... Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot going on. There, no, I'm, I, like, I'm like... Because I, I follow them on Twitter, and I see, like, the... Here's what's coming up at the next, you know, next Wednesday, and it's this group against this group so many factions there's so many factions i'm like you've you've factioned out you have too many factions like you just need to have a four horsemen and an nwo and that's all you get that's all you get you can't go i think uh, yeah i think the appeal in wrestling is far more the individual versus the individual Hmm. okay as opposed to tag teams and factions and stuff like that unless you have something that's great like the hurt business that you then break up for no reason. Well, that's, that's not the AEW, though. No, that's not AEW. Well, I'm sorry for maybe the wrestling, non-wrestling people. A stable is a group of wrestlers who, <laughs> who make up a. You know, it's. I don't know, but it, it, on the AEW, there's literally like, if you watch, watch like Dynamite on TNT or whatever. Now it's going to be. It's going to be on rampage on tbs or something like that now but i'm like watching one night i'm going 
Hold on, Jake the Snake, he has his own stable, and then Taz has his own stable, <laughs> and then Jericho has his own stable, and then the guy who he used to hang out with, now he has his own stable. And then there's another Sting, and then an, and that one other guy, he has a stable with him. And I'm like, man, they are too many stables. Stop it. I've only watched it about, gosh, it's been... Probably at least a year and a half since they came out. I think I've watched it two or three times. I've sat down and watched it live. And I mean, it's fine. Um, I just don't, I don't need it. I don't need to watch it. And I think a good chunk of the people that watch it and, and really, um, you know, champion it or I don't know. Smarks. The, the people on Twitter that always have to be different than everybody else. Oh, yeah. Those are the people watching AEW. You're like, AEW is so better. much better than the WWE. And I'm like, you know, WWE has all the top talent. There's not even a comparison. And this, yeah. <clears throat> here's the thing that, you know, knock WWE for things all over the place because – the control that WWE has compared to AEW's is so vast. Like nothing gets out on on air without all the channels that go through and then filtered in through Vince. <clears throat> Whereas AEW, um, I was listening to Jericho and he was doing some program with um, John. What what the hell's his name? I was going to say Johnny Omega, and I don't think that's right. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. So he's doing one of the, he's like, so what are we allowed to do? And he goes, uh, whatever the hell you and me want to do. <laughs> like right. we can make up it's whatever we, we can make up whatever we want. And he's going like, Oh, that's great. You know? But the problem is, is that wrestlers kind of suck at making their own shit. I think, I think wrestlers can offer up like, they're not all like, you know, they're all not, not all Scott Hall who do like comes up with these great, like I think Scott Hall is one of those underrated people who I mean he was quite rated but like there's backstories of like you know what Sting was <clears throat> you know kind of fluttering a little bit and he's like man I don't you know and uh kind of running out of steam with his current character and he and he stopped dyeing his hair cuz I think his hair was like falling out it was from being blonde and Scott Hall's okay. like oh man you should uh you ever seen that movie Crow? You should do like a character like that, and then started Sting Crow, or, like the whole okay. thing, and that was all from Scott Hall. Like Scott Hall just has these, I don't know. I think he rips everything off from like movies, but regardless, I mean, <clears throat> but as most wrestlers, they're probably not very creative, and no. I mean, it's you have to have some that stuff is is like ninety percent completely scripted, and it's very much, hey, here's the script or here's the storyline, and you're okay to deviate from it, but if you do deviate and it doesn't go over well, that's not going to turn out very well for you as an individual. No, and I think you have to have like a, <clears throat> I don't know, it's it's. And I'm not saying I'm like some wrestling expert. It's just fun to kind of talk about some of these things. Again, AEW could have been something good, and it still might. I still think they're probably following down the same TNA window where they go, 
guess what we have? All the old guys from WWE. That's, yeah. <laughs> and I go, well, those guys are 20 years past their prime, so you're going to need something else. Right. Nobody, I, mean, I, I can't imagine it's moving the needle too much that they that they signed the big show or Mark Henry recently. I mean, okay. I mean, if, uh, if the Mavericks signed to Charles Barkley tomorrow, I mean, that's a name, but it's about a generation too late. Well, I mean, other than like, again, I think probably Kenny Omega and, and Johnny, John Moxley or whatever. And I don't know, Dean Ambrose, what do you want to call him? Those are two probably two of the best wrestlers currently WWE, AEW, whatever. They're pretty damn good. But you got to kind of have a little more than that. There's just not a lot of depth there. Yeah. Not. And, you know, they might be able to build it up over time. But, you know, both of those entities are starting to in july they're going to tour again before live audiences and stuff and so just look at where they're going so uh you know the first you know middle of july wwe is going to be in houston and they've got a big pay-per-view in fort worth then they'll be at the aac in dallas the next night like the same week aw is going to be i don't know somewhere and then they're going to be at Tallahassee yeah, like or something. They're going to be at the so so WWE is is doing a pay per view in Fort Worth. They're doing Monday Night Raw in Dallas mm-hmm. at the AEC, and like two nights later, AEW is at the Convention Center in Garland, Texas. That's They're about right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that that gives you perspective of where each operation is right now, and that's a huge mountain for AEW to climb. Like for them, actually, AEW, like selling out an arena. You know, not just not like WWE can sell out a stadium, let alone yeah, an arena. For a huge event. Like, like the the rumor is for this year, and we're obviously starved for in person events right now. But the rumor is that SummerSlam for WWE is going to be in Vegas at the new football stadium. Yeah, that's yeah. And if it is, they will sell out every single seat in that place. Yeah. I have I have no doubt in my mind. And I can't go because I committed a sum of money to that pay-per-view in Fort Worth. And, uh, you know, my kids start school the next day after SummerSlam in August, so I can't be gone. But right. if you remove those two factors, I would be there. So it's going to be full. They're going to have 90,000 people there. Amazing. And AEW is doing shows in Garland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good. Well, this the only reason I brought up again, I've had kind of on my mind about like the difference between AEW and, and WWE. But, but now I think some weird tide in wrestling is starting to come. And I'm, I want to get your thoughts on this, but, um, so a weird thing's been happening and now it's even going even further the the releases the releasing of WWE superstars like Braun Strowman and Aleister Black there are rumors now coming out that WWE is selling off 
So I think that's a possibility. Um, I think there's also the possibility that they are getting rid of some salary commitments because they're actually going to acquire some other stuff. And I think the rumor there is things related to new Japan wrestling yeah, and having some crossover there. Um, I think just from reading into it, I think, I think another possibility is the, their strategy before was to hoard as much talent as possible. But I think they're realizing that they don't really have to do that to have complete control of the market. I still think if you like consolidate, like I think they had over 200 wrestlers signed, which is, which is, I think it was actually closer to 300, like, which is insane. I mean, that's going from top to bottom to like guys that you never see. They're just sitting there at the performance center, getting better as wrestlers and then going all the way up to Roman Reigns. That's from that top to bottom, you know, your NXT, blah, blah, blah. That's an insane amount of wrestlers to have on staff. They're, you are paying them. And you're kind of like, all right, maybe what if we consolidated down to maybe 100 wrestlers? And I still think WWE needs to – I know it sounds crazy, but, again, I think they need to loosen the reins up a little bit and just go, you know what? What we need to do is let these guys – come in do do some programs for us take a break give them like hey go wrestle in new J- new japan go to AEW, get them excited and then then bring them back to wwe because you so get ex- think, you get excited yeah, about that think. wrestler and then then you're like man i fucking love him oh now he's back like kind of like an aj styles thing yeah if that makes sense no, I think that's some of the direction that they're thinking about going, and maybe so, and some of it is also maybe to get ahead of AEW uh, to keep them from doing it. Um, but you know, the recent releases. You know, I'm a big uh, fan of Aleister Black and have an affinity for Ruby Riot, so I was hurt by uh, those two releases. The others on the list. Eh, you know, whatever. Not a real big. He deal. likes Alistair Black so much that whenever he hits his children, he slaps his leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had the uh, agility and flexibility to do a, to to do a roundhouse and <laughs> to execute a black mass on somebody, I would absolutely do it. Oh my god! But I, but son, I get to bed, so. or you're getting a black mass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I could do it, they would be in there. They would, two seconds they would be like underneath their bed. Like, dude, dad black masked me last night and holy shit. It, but I think I, it was loud. I, no. I think what I what I read was that, that they had nearly 300 wrestlers under contract. And over the last, you know, X number of weeks, on any of their programming, there were 78 wrestlers that actually appeared. So we're at, you know, do the 30%. math. There. Do the math. There. Yeah. yeah. So you can cut 50 to 100 easy. And, and we're not even talking about, you know, like Brock Lesnar's not under contract, but that can change any day. 
I don't know that John Cena is under contract right now, but the rumor is he's coming back for SummerSlam. Uh, Daniel Bryan's not under contract, but that's just a matter of picking up the phone and saying, hey, we need you for, you know, from this date to this date, and we're going to pay you $2 million to do, you know, a two-month push for a, for a pay-per-view main event match. Yeah. Those guys are not even in the equation as it stands right now. Yeah. Well, that's interesting stuff because, I, I mean, it was, it was shocking, but I guess as you see kind of, I mean, wrestling's been turned up like on their head with this whole COVID thing because you cannot strive in a wrestling like that's what they're like they having 300 wrestlers on staff is good whenever you're touring around the world world yeah and, so that's a, and doing a great point though. and doing shows and like okay i know what's his name i think they had some guys that would never even be on tv but they would constantly i think jericho did that for a while so the idea of a house show house in show. WWE, which was, you know, before the pandemic was stuff that big names and small names alike, you, you do, you know, Monday night raw in Kansas city on Monday night and you're immediately drive to Tulsa cause you're doing a house show in front of just 1500 people the next night. Like those might just go away altogether. Because the weird thing is, the pandemic hits them hard. You don't have an audience. Really, the audience drives everything from like a TV standpoint as far as excitement. But I think they had more revenue over the last 12 months or so than they had in any year in recent memory, despite the pandemic. To stop doing all the... Because, I mean, everything costs money. You get the... Exactly. You got... Oh, man. Yeah. That's interesting. So they eliminated all this overhead of travel and all these little shows that they felt like it was just the way we've always done things type of deal. And then that goes away and then it's, and all of a sudden it's, oh, wait, we made even more money and we didn't do all these things. So we can just focus on the top X percentage of talent <clears throat> and just the big shows and the big touring stuff and we can still dominate the market and make a ton of money. And I think, I think the McMahon family could sell it at some point. I just don't think it's now. Okay. Interesting. So you think that rumor's bunk where they could sell, tell, sell to NBC for two to two to $4 billion, which Man. I was kind of, which I heard that rumor and I was kind of like, NBC would want to buy a WWE for $2.4 million or two to four billion dollars i don't think they even want to do that i mean if we're talking billions then you it might be more of a possibility um but i think even with that i feel like there would be some kind of transition agreement like yeah like okay you're you're vince mcmahon and you're selling it for three billion to nbc but you're saying hey for the next x number of months or years i still have control and then i'll transition out yeah for sure. I, I don't know That's i mean we'll see i mean money can buy anything but i don't know i just don't think they're selling it okay well good to know and and like you i think we'd 
I don't know if we were talking on Twitter or whatever, but I guess it could turn into a point where, yeah, they kind of wanted to get these off the books and then eventually down the road, hey, Braun Strowman, come back. And Alistair, maybe we have an idea what the hell to do with you. That one... (laughs) That one hurts because I felt like there was a big push there. It was so weird because they were doing this, you know, I don't even know what the hell they called it, but it was some weird thing. I'm like, man, this is going to crescendo into something very interesting. I'm interested to see. And then they go, hey, guess what? Uh, That's all canceled. No, I I read something yesterday, I think, that said that the creative team within WWE had no idea that this was coming. And they'd been putting this whole thing. It's it's almost a kind of a reinvention of the same character for him. But um, they were suddenly told, like, yeah, you can just kind of nix that. You know, don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> and then, like, the next day it was announced he was released. But they've been putting all this work in, doing these vignettes for SmackDown for him. And, you know, as somebody that was a fan of his, like, he got kind of a push before, but not to a, like a title scene. But it was kind of, uh, okay, now what we thought was going to happen before is going to happen between now and, you know, say the beginning of next year, maybe WrestleMania 2022, he's going to get his big push. And he gets released. So a guy like that, I don't think he's coming back. You know, unless he just has to for his livelihood. <laughs> well, I think um, I think again though he can leave, and let's say he becomes just a crazy star over in Japan and and uh, in AEW, and they go, well, yeah, we need him back and come back. We have your co- <laughs> we have your coffin over here and your your weird spiky jacket. It's ready to go. So, like Royal Rumble <laughs> 2023, his music hits and the oh, crowd just yeah. loses it. That's why it's always like, it's not like these released, you know, hey, these big releases of, oh, it's not like, you know, like UFC when they release fighters. It's like, well, they're definitely probably never coming right. back. Whereas right. like anybody, I mean, Bret Hart will like talk shit about them all the time. And then they give Bret Hart a check and go, hey, we need you to come back for a day. And he's like, okay. Yeah. You guys suck. You screwed me over. Yeah. I'll come back. Never say never. <laughs> I'll come back. <laughs> well, I mean, think about, uh, there's been a lot of things that Jericho has said about the WWE. And, uh, you know, they were more than happy to have him come on the network and do that show with Steve Austin, the, like, two-hour interview show. Well, that, I think that was, that was one of those things where I saw, yeah, and, and that was actually really good. Very interesting. <clears throat> because I think say what you will, okay, now Chris Jericho's with someone else. It's like, you can't pretend like, oh, yeah, that guy just doesn't exist anymore in the WWE universe. It's like, no, I mean, the guy was part of the company for well over 20 years. I mean, right. you can't pretend like he just doesn't exist. And that's, I think that's what Vince, is, and Vince actually made it kind of, no- well, I mean, I heard a lot of people going, well, I don't even know if, like, in Vince's head, does Vince even know that AEW exists? Like, <laughs> uh, he does. He does. <laughs> and he's kind of like, oh, is it just another independent? No. I mean, I think they do just enough to keep them, let's just keep them suppressed enough that they're never a real challenge. 
like okay their big show outdraws or it's not the same night anymore but it, it would outdraw nxt and right. i'm like okay well you know aew had nine hundred thousand people see it on tnt and and nxt had eight hundred fifty thousand on usa like okay well that's a big win well that's you're outdrawing the third tier programming exactly for wwe i mean they might they might even i mean i wouldn't say that they're gonna beat raw i mean even though raw has like their lowest number like that like which is kind of crazy because, like, I grew up on watching Monday Night Raw, and that was the best. That was the best friggin' show ever. But and, that was that was in the, the absolute heyday, yeah. and that was a tight two hour tight, Monday Night tight Raw. Two, yeah, it's so which weird. is it's so which weird. is what SmackDown is now, or it always has been. It's yeah. always been two hours, from what I recall. Um, and been, Monday Night Raw should be should be two hours. We're we're in a we're in a give me as much entertainment in the fewest amount of time as possible era. Yeah, I and, mean we're gonna get to wrestling TikToks here soon. You know, yeah, I, well, <laughs> but but two hours, especially so I, mean, I view it. It's insane. I view it on DVR, and I'm at least three weeks behind on some stuff, but. If you're telling me two hours on DVR, I mean, I could cut that in half real easy. I can get everything I need out of it in a tight hour, uh, in a lunch break, working at home. But I'm telling you, but, Raw Raw is just, I, d- I don't watch it at all. Like, Raw looks, yeah. looks like absolute garbage. I would not... It's not, it's not, it's not great. I wouldn't even try to, try to paint a different, a different picture. Now... Once we get, I guess we're about a month and a half away when it's in front of people again, mm-hmm. get back into it. Because we'll see. That could be a little different story once we get a crowd again. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But I, I've, I've, when um, I got back into it when SmackDown went over to Fox on Fridays. And I think that's a fantastic show. Uh, Corey Graves needs to come back, though. Um, <clears throat> who they replace for uh, what's add on whatever the heck? Uh, they got somebody from UFC, but he just oh yeah yeah week. Jimmy Smith, the Jimmy yeah. Smith guy. Yeah, I wonder how he's the gonna do. the sources that I have um, said that the his first night went very well. I think he's a. Uh, I mean, I thought he did. He's an exciting guy, I guess. But yeah, I don't I think the I just don't know how that. I don't know how you train to be a. F- I'm sorry, I'm not trying to say fake. How do you train to be like this wrestler? Like, uh... well, uh, I mean, I think it. So it's a choreographed event. Yes, but that doesn't that doesn't always mean those that are commentating it know what the result is going to be. And I think some purposely, but they're given don't they're given they the, don't want to know. They don't give everything, but they do have these these storylines that they've got to push out through the whole thing and then and there are certain cues yes and spots of the match that they are that they're waiting for and from you know from what i hear that i mean vince is a control freak so he will be, be, be in his ear going i need you to talk about that <laughs> like yes say that. <laughs> a- absolutely yeah so so i think you got to work with that 
I, I don't. What did that one guy? I mean, he only made it three weeks, or, or like, what did he do so wrong? I don't know. I mean, that's that's actually a good question. Really? I, I mean, I I, I just heard he was awful, weeks. but I didn't understand what 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 does that mean? What what did he do so I, awful? I don't know. Like, like I think I can't really answer the question because I, like, I, I watched it. I think Pat guy, uh, what's his name, the punter, Pat McAfee. Pat yeah. McAfee. I think he sucks. He has personality though, and maybe that was the thing. Was like that, he has personality, but I'm like, he's a punter. Like I don't care. <laughs> I don't think it matters. He's just to kick a ball. Well, I don't. He's not a wrestler. Like Corey Graves, at least. Like you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to go onto Peacock and look up Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole, and then tell me that he's not a wrestler. <laughs> Okay. He's not a wrestler and it it comes <laughs> off it comes off really Okay, I like the Pat McAfee like oh being Pat McAfee, but as a shoot like thing or like a work. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that it was a shoot, but I'm saying with a work, you're like, you know, Corey Graves, I think it probably isn't a re- real like a heelish guy. But he comes off that in the you know, in the commentating, like, as being a heel. Whereas I'm like, oh, it's just Goofy Pat being Goofy Pat on a fucking wrestling show. So yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Not a, not a, not a huge fan, but it is what it is. So I don't, I don't know. Interesting uh, wrestling times. I don't know exactly if anybody is listening to this because, I mean, I don't know. You don't have to be like a wrestling fan to just find this somewhat interesting and being like, hmm. Interesting. Um, the 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 most inter- interesting aspect is just the fact of getting back in front of fans, which is not going to happen for another about a month, month and a half. But that's going to be. I, I'm anxious to see how that goes. The only thing we've had so far was WrestleMania, which was in front of uh, a very socially distanced twenty five thousand in a in a football stadium, but. By the time mid July rolls around, and, and movie I, magic that made it look like there was more people there. But yeah, I mean we're a full house. I will be at Dickie's Arena in Fort Worth. The whatever that is, it's like the I first try, Sunday in July. I have a. And va- I expect that that's going to be full. I have I have a vacation planned, and I actually tried to plan it around that, and I didn't win on that one. So. Oh. That's yeah, a it is. that's a tough one. Well, if you're able to get on Peacock, there's a decent chance that you'll see my dumb shaved face <laughs> on television I as we are. Can't wait. We are. Are you hard we'll camera? Seated. <laughs> we'll be seated by the entrance ramp, like right next to the rail. Ah, that's awesome. All right, with with the big with the big three or. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a giant Dale Earnhardt shirt, yes. <laughs> okay. No, I was saying with, with your group of three. Oh, I got you. Um, yeah, there'll be... Uh, and a plus one. Uh, there'll be a couple of guys that <clears throat> you might say do a weightlifting podcast. Yeah. And then another guy who's often referenced, but he's only just referenced. He's not a, he's not a player in the audio oh, okay. medium. Well... Uh, I think I can almost wrap this up. We're we're about an hour and a half. I think that's a good, decent amount of yeah. 
podcasting for an experimental yeah. episode with the rest and it's going to be shaky most of this time but uh we'll get we'll get more next week i think we could probably do this next week we'll we'll see if we can get the whole crew but i just was like hey jay you do it okay cool let's do it yeah so. i'm good i have to go from here to make some college baseball picks so <laughs> jacob doesn't yell at me yeah i i talked to J- i talked to jacob today over something and he goes we could podcast tonight. We just go through all the I can't remember how many teams there are. And he's like, We can go team by team and I go That sounds 64. that sounds like the worst thing I could ever even imagine doing. So no. <laughs> We're definitely not doing that. So if you're right. uh the curry cup or whatever the hell they call it, I don't know what the fuck that is, but yeah. But that that will not be on this show. And he goes, come on, man. You know, and he made a good point because when I made this podcast, I was going to, and I had heard from people who are podcasters, like, you got to find a niche. Like, make your podcast about this. Make your podcast about that. And people will kind of focal, focalize or, uh, and you will get those listeners in that, into that. Whereas me, I'm like, dude, I'll probably, like, if I did a, podcast on uh formula one racing i would be like really getting into formula I, I would eventually get totally bored of formula one racing i go yeah i just don't right. want to do that over that anymore so yeah I'd, and then it just turned into i don't know sometimes we'll do we'll do movie reviews about it howard the duck and then sometimes i'll interview bob Sturm, and then well uh i guess i'll just dick around with the boys i don't know so boy you you've hinted at some things coming up soon that were you know of the uh you won't believe it variety yes can you can you tease anyone that you might have on there are people who are going to be on the podcast ones that i do like ones who like me and then ones that i didn't used to like and didn't like didn't used to like me who we are halfway cordial now. So we'll see. Dead gum pal. Yeah. So we'll see here in the future if those, we have halfway commitments. Okay. We'll, we'll see if they come to, per, you know, as schedules are, they're, uh, they're complicated, but I have, uh, I have, uh, I don't have anything written down or anything like a, a contract or an agreement, but, you know, we have, uh, we have a nice, text message agreement saying yeah let's do this thing so and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get more of those but it's gonna be explosive it's gonna be explosive i'll tell you that much it will be explosive i think the second half of this year is to be looked forward to (laughs) oh for sure for sure so thanks jay for this scratchy audio uh podcast that we're about to deliver out where everyone goes well that was unlistenable (laughs) so all right. It sounded great on my end. My end <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. I mean, that's all. I mean, I, I got a few movie magic tools I can uh, s- smooth this audio right up. So, well, we'll see you on the next one and play us out. See you later. All right, later.
Shit.